When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Welcome to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you missed any of my talk radio breakfast show, don't worry. We've put some of the punchiest bits of this morning's show into a bite-sized podcast. The Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. Enjoy. Julia Hartley Brewer at breakfast on talk radio. Good morning to you. This is Talk Radio Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley Brewer. Delighted to welcome the Business Energy and Industrial Strategy Minister, Nadim Sahawi, to the show now. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. Um, I'm wondering if we're going to have any business energy or industry left to have a strategy about uh, this rate. Um, the uh, Keir Starmer, the, the leader of the opposition, has called for there to be uh, a, a national lockdown. He calls it a circuit breaker, but it's just another word for a national lockdown. Prime Minister earlier in the year said um, absolutely there would not be another national lockdown. Yesterday, he said nothing was ruled out. Now we're told that ministers have been expected to hear an announcement as early as next week that we will have a national lockdown. Is that true? Well, first of all, our focus is on the three-tier um, system for uh, working with local leaders for local lockdowns over the weekend. Uh, we worked with Steve Rotherham in Liverpool, uh, where they had to move to the uh, top tier. Of that, Matt Hancock, the health secretary, is going to make a statement to Parliament today, and we're working with other local leaders looking at the infection rates, not just in uh, Greater Manchester, but in other parts of the country as well, London and elsewhere. Look, Julia... You will know this uh, and you'll understand this uh, 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 really well in the sense that this is a a really difficult balance of two harms. The harm of the virus uh, and the harm it's doing and the spike and we have to get it under control and the harm of a national lockdown to the economy to actually, you know, well-being and health as well. So it's not just livelihoods, it's health as well. Every decision we make, we, we, we take with a heavy heart, but we've got to work with local leaders to bring this virus under control through the three-tiered system. Because if we can do that, uh, now, Chris Whitty quite rightly says, one, the test and trace system is helping us identify the virus uh, forensically, locally, and where it's spiking, which helps us in these conversations with local leaders. Uh, but two, we may have to go further. 
uh, if we if necessary. So we rule nothing out. OK, um, well, you say so rule nothing no out and balancing two there's harms. No... But 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 this is the thing you say we're working through the three tier system. We were doing the rule of six, the 10 p.m. curfew. And then um, within within days of some of that coming into force, we end up with the three tier system. And within days of those three tiers being announced and we know where everyone is, different parts of the country in those tiers, the idea to make it simpler and clearer and everyone knew where they were. Within days, we're now told Manchester and Lancashire Northeast could move in from tier two to tier three, um, that London could move from uh, tier one to tier two. What's the point of having a simpler, clearer tier system when uh, 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 on a whim after a matter of days when there has been no change whatsoever uh, that, that is noticeable in the infection rate or death rates? Nothing to justify it. The tiers are going to change once again in a matter of days. Well, the infection rate and death rate uh, is something obviously we look at carefully, but also this, this, the, the pace of infection um, is also important. It's slowing. And, the, 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 is, the, inc- the rate of increase is slowing, not which speeding is, which up. Is, which is, look, which is you know, good news where it is in other parts of the country. It's not slowing. It's actually continuing to increase. The reason we've introduced the tier system is it's made much simpler. So you know, the 17 million people who've downloaded the app and by the way, it's been you know, complimented by President Macron because they've had a real problem with their app. They've had to abandon it because only a million people downloaded it and many people started um, deleting it. Um, can now get notification as to which tier they're in. You can put your postcode into gov.uk and see which tier you're in. So yes, simplification is good, but the virus is moving rapidly. It's a fast moving situation and we have to also move rapidly as i said to you it is really difficult julia uh, it's a balance between literally two harms um, and that's why we're taking these measures and okay. we continue to review them all the time you know you would expect no less julia and i think well no i would no no i would expect a lot more with all due respect the tears were introduced within days they're going to change you're saying you're, you're working the government's working with local leaders your words well that's not what the liverpool uh, city mayor steve rotherham says it's certainly not what the greater manchester mayor andy burnham says they're saying they're finding out about things on twitter or reading it uh, uh, in the newspapers they're they're finding out about this stuff way after uh, government ministers have made decisions um, you're not working with local leaders. You're imposing these measures often against their will. Well, first of all, we worked all weekend with Steve Rotherham and I commend him uh, for his um, hard work. Yes, we have disagreements. Yes, it was robust conversations. The same <laughs> conversations are taking place with, with Andy Burnham um, uh, and, and including this morning. So uh, we will always uh, want to work with local leaders. Uh, you're now seeing uh, the tracing system um, also increase its local teams from 95 uh, now it'll increase next week and the week after uh, as we get better and better at doing this 700,000 people uh, have been uh, uh, traced and uh, isolated uh, and are not spreading the virus through test and trace so look this is difficult that we will have disagreements but we want to work together with local teams local leaders and make sure we, we do this right I think we've got to allow the three-tier system uh, you know, some time to actually see if we can control this virus because a national lockdown 
is harmful to the economy and harmful to well, lives we, and, and, we know and, this. and livelihoods. Well, we know this. I mean, government policy, I think a lot of people are concerned now, is being led by opinion polls, not scientific evidence. And a lot of those opinion polls don't take into account uh, the real cost. Uh, 68%, according to YouGov, uh, would, of, of people in England would support a two-week national circuit breaker, this phrase people keep on using. It's not a circuit breaker. It's a, it's a lockdown. It wouldn't last two weeks. You wouldn't see the death rate going down in that time because of the three-week at minimum time lag. Um, we were promised a three-week uh, lockdown in March. I, you know, How many months later was it that we were actually allowed out of our homes and we're still living under many restrictions? Many people never uh, even came out of those uh, full restrictions. Um, do you not think that the public deserve to be given more of the facts about what the real costs are of different decisions? It's very easy to respond to panic from the public if the public are told to panic, if we have graphs of doom like this Patrick Vallance 50,000 cases thing. Now, we had 19,000 yesterday, uh, 19,000, not 50,000 infections, uh, death rate, nothing like uh, what he was predicting. Um, and, and yet so many people in the public think that you know everybody's going to die from this virus. That's not the case. World Health Organization yesterday, a new study showing that under 70s have a risk of death of 0.05%. That's below the risk of dying from flu. And we don't close down our economy because people get flu. Um, why is the government being led by opinion polls and not the scientific evidence? Well, first of all, I will place on record as the founder of YouGov that the government is not led by opinion polls. Um, uh, I can assure you of that, uh, Julia. Um, today is Thursday. Thursday, two weeks ago, the infection rate was at 7,000. Last Thursday, it touched 17,000, and now it's at 19,000. The three-tier system is, I think, the right way to go. Um, it's simple. It's much easier for people to see and much clearer. Uh, let's continue to work together. My plea to local leaders is, of course, you have to be robust in interrogating the data, looking at what Chris Whitty and the Deputy Chief Medical Officer say, and the data around that. And, and because we can see good data through the test and trace system, you can interrogate it. Uh, but let's work together. Let's control the virus uh, so that actually we don't have to have uh, a, a national lockdown. I think that okay. uh, is the best way to go forward, Julie. Well, we can suggest, given the fact that every single country is tempted to control the virus and not a single country has managed to do that, maybe it's possible not to do that. Um, if we a part of that effort to control the virus, do you think we should be paying uh, taxpayers hard-earned money, £7,000 a day, the equivalent of £1.5 million a year, to management consultants to run the test and trace system, the one that isn't actually working properly? Well, I... Uh, as you can imagine, I've had this question several times this morning. Um, <laughs> I uh, bet you have. And, and look, I don't know what the management consultants' um, uh, remit was or what they're doing as part of this uh, uh, work they're doing. All I can say to you is the test and trace system uh, will continue to improve. Um, we will continue to make sure that improves. I talked about the 95 local teams now that are part of the test and trace system. That will grow by next week even further. Uh, 700,000 people have been identified in our uh, uh, self-isolating, not infecting other people. 17 million people have downloaded the app, which is now working you know, incredibly well to the extent that it's getting compliments from President Macron. Um, so look, ultimately, we've got to make sure all our resources are focused on, on improving test and trace um, and making it you know, the best that we can make it uh, because it's absolutely part of our armory of defeating this uh, virus. The three-tier system and the simplification of that is also part of that. So let's try and make this work. There are no easy decisions, Julia. 
absolutely not. But ultimately, um, we need to work together to defeat the virus. Um, We're not going to defeat it. Do you know what, Nadim Safari, look, I've got so much time for you. We, we've got to stop using these phrases, defeat the virus. We're not going to, you don't defeat viruses. Well, I, mean, I think there's one virus we've managed to have uh, enough of a, a vaccine for that's actually, you know, I think was it smallpox, but that's it. We're not going to defeat the virus. We're going to have to learn to live with it. You know that, I know that. These are sound bites. No, that's not true, Julian. I, I would just push back on that slightly. Look, there are, there are four of the leading vaccine candidates okay. are now in phase okay. three. Uh, that doesn't mean that you know we will get the vaccine uh, tomorrow. We have to obviously you know, be careful in what we say about these things. Uh, the uh, testing has gone from 2,000 test capacity in March. It will be at half a million by the end of this month and will go even further. Uh, so these are all interventions okay. where we can actually go back to as normal a life as possible, as quickly as possible. Online, on DAB and on the Talk Radio app. Talk Radio. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. Across the UK, online, on DAB, and on your smart speaker, Talk Radio.
Let's talk to Dr. Raghib Ali. He's a senior clinical research associate at the University of Cambridge. He's also an honorary consultant physician in acute medicine at the Oxford University Hospitals NHS Trust. Good morning to you, Raghib. Good morning, Julia. Good morning. Um, lovely to have you on. Um, obviously, you know, everyone's saying we have to follow the science when it comes to all these measures that people are proposing, local lockdowns, whether it's gone from rule of six, uh, curfews at 10 or no household mixing or national lockdowns. Um, are you convinced that the government is following the science? I guess one of the problems we've had from the beginning is the idea that there is the science. Um, so in a in a new disease like this, uh, where we don't have established treatments or interventions, you know, we're trying different things in different countries and uh, over in, in different times. And no one really has a good evidence base as to what is most effective. I mean, people are people say based on you know, our first wave experience that the lockdown was effective. And, and of course, there's some truth in that. But it's also true that self-isolation and social distancing before lockdown was causing cases to fall as well. So I think with these individual measures that have come in, we don't have a very good evidence base as to how effective they are. But and not all of the evidence is released either. But the government, of course, and the scientists within government, within SAGE, have looked at that. And I, mm. you know, I, I trust that they are doing their best based on the evidence that's available. Well, I, I, I certainly trust that... I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't like people go, oh, it's all a hoax, all those people. I mean, that's all obviously nonsense. Um, and I don't think anyone thought, yeah, this is a really good idea. Let's 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 use this coronavirus pandemic to, to you know, to get away with controlling the nation. I, I don't think any of that. And I do think they probably do uh, think that they're trying to do their best. I worry, though, that they are... They, they, they are listening perhaps to only one group of scientists. And we saw this uh, this research that was used to justify the idea of the circuit breaker, a, a short period lockdown, um, uh, which would we're told would only be two or three weeks. I think we all know it would be many, many weeks longer than that. Um, the idea for this would it would save up to 107,000 lives. I mean, the the uh, the range that was given by the scientists who drew up this study um, was, you know, from about sort of you know eight to 10,000 up to 107,000, which tells you it's not not very accurate. Accurate, but also it's a computer model. So much of our policy has been based on computer models. The Professor Neil Ferguson from Imperial College way back in March and his prediction of 250,000 or even 500,000 deaths. Um, and these computer models we know have been, turned out to be incredibly inaccurate, whereas we have got real world examples. We know what countries that have been successful in dealing with the pandemic so far have done. We, we know what measures do make a difference. Um, why do you think that governments are so keen on following computer models rather than real-world empirical evidence? I mean, I think in March it was reasonable we didn't have that evidence, but I agree with you, and I've written quite a lot about this, that we should be using the, you know, the actual empirical evidence that we have, both from the UK and, and other countries. I mean, my main objection to lockdown is not that it won't control the virus. Um, you know, there's lots of evidence that lockdowns do control the virus where they are complied with. But the main problem with the lockdown is that it actually causes more harm than benefit. And the government's own analysis you know, that's been published showed that the first lockdown over the long term caused more health harm, leaving aside even the economic harm, but caused more health harm than not having a lockdown. And of course, it was based on the fact that we still had mitigations in place like social distancing, self-isolation, etc. So those measures are still essential. But a lockdown that closes, particularly that closes down all businesses and all schools and all education um, and forces people, you know, to, to not have any contact with others for, for two months as we had the first time. And it has huge health implications and huge negative health impacts. And especially during and winter months. I mean, at least people were able to meet in gardens outside or in public places last time round. 
Exactly. And, you know, early on, even when I was working on the front line back in April, I noticed that many patients that would have usually come in with heart attacks and strokes and other infections were not coming in because they were scared um, or because they thought, you know, that they had to stay at home. Um, so we shouldn't make that same mistake again. So I don't support you know, another lockdown. As you said, you know, the only country that I'm aware of that's had a second lockdown is Israel. Initially, they said it would be for two weeks. That's still going on four weeks later. It, it's very unlikely to be... If, I mean, people say they support a two-week lockdown because they think it might finish yeah. after two weeks. But if yeah. you say, do you support a two-month lockdown, I suspect the figures would be different. And if you say, do you support a two-month lockdown that actually kills more people or causes more health harm than no lockdown, then I'm sure that answer would be different again. So it's it's essential that people know the facts that lockdowns have significant health harms. Um, and But it's also important, that just to, as, a, as a, a another point, which I think is not getting sufficient attention, is that the virus does need to be controlled because if the cases get too high, and I, you know, I can't define exactly what too high is, but if the cases get to a certain level, then the NHS would find it very difficult to continue all its normal services. Online, on DAB, and on the Talk Radio app. Talk Radio. Uh, right now, let's uh, turn our attention to, well, uh, I suppose waking up, but um, how about being a little happier? Uh, that's the title of a new book by Darren Brown, the illusionist and author, A Little Happier, Notes for Reassurance. And I'm delighted to say he joins us right now. Good morning to you, Darren. Hello. 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 Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you very much for, for talking to us. Now, you are you actually not just a very successful illusionist. We've seen your wonderful TV shows. You have a, a tours internationally every uh, single year as well. But you've written this book. It's one of many best-selling books you've written. Um, a, you call it a perfect handbook for us to live our lives more contentedly. How are we going to do that? <laughs> well, it's a shorter version of a book called Happy I wrote uh, a few years ago, but it seemed a good time to come out with a handy version because happy was quite a big thick commitment of a book um it's based on stoicism which is a a, a 2000 year old very popular uh, school of thought as it was back in the day and is having something of a resurgence now um and the stoic mode is one of a kind of finding an inner robustness and pulling your center of gravity uh, back inwards where it belongs so they were very keen on um only trying to control the things that we can actually control for example like our thoughts and our actions and that's it and everything else everything on the outside everything that's happens in the world what other people do and what they think of us and so on you just kind of roll with that you decide because you can't control it anyway and if we try and control things that we can't we become frustrated and anxious um so you kind of just roll with those things uh, so at its heart it's about paying attention to what to what you can actually control and uh, just getting on with Sounds with like that. immensely good advice. And I have to say, I know all the people in my life who, who are really content people, just genuinely, you know, finding life a, a pleasant experience, tend to have a, that that very much that attitude. I think particularly at a time, you know, when we had lockdowns, when people are sitting here today, we don't know, depending on where you live in the country and you're listening right now, you don't know what the rules are going to be, even this weekend of what you can and can't do. All of that is out of your control. I suppose it's never even, never needed more that people can sort of learn to yeah worry about the stuff you can you can actually control yourself yeah exactly exactly and sometimes you have to sort of tease things apart but like as far as success in life goes you know that you're partly in control of those things and partly not so a good analogy is a game of tennis if you go into a game of tennis thinking i must win you're trying to control an outcome which is not under your control uh, and you become anxious if the other player is better than you. Whereas if you go into a game thinking, I'll, I'll play as well as I can to the very best of my abilities, that is under your control. And you don't become anxious 
if the other person plays better than you because that's yeah. fine. You're still succeeding and yeah. doing as best as you can. But I suppose also um, not and, fixating and on, on having a perfect life. We see this sort of celebrity lifestyle yeah. we, and, and also this nonsense stuff that on Instagram of people having waking up looking perfect and having these wonderful lives and beautiful homes and wonderful relationships and actually realising that life is quite messy uh, in terms of your, your often people's relationships and indeed people's jobs and careers. But I think one of the most really interesting advice, advice you've got in this book is being wary of goal setting. One of the big messages that came out during lockdown was have a plan, have a goal, know what you're going to do. But actually, you think that long term goals perhaps aren't such a good idea. Uh, that's true. I think short term goals, if you're learning a language or, you know, want to drive a car or something, those things obviously are, are useful. Um, the trouble with long term goals is that they we, we're, we're not we're not very good at thinking how our ideas of happiness spread over time. So, for example, you might reach your goal. You might become a seller, successful business by the time you're 40 or whatever that thing is. Um, but then, well, first of all, what happens next? You know, it might be that your, your satisfaction and happiness was actually coming from that journey and being occupied with that task. And when you get there, um, you're suddenly feeling empty and don't know what to do next. Or you don't get there and then you've got a feeling of failure to add to your problems you know and and then your sense of what will make you happy in you know in a decade or two is yeah. uh, you can spend your life climbing a ladder and then realize you had it against the wrong wall i have i have that's a wonderful it. analogy I've, I've certainly got i know a lot of people in my life yet yeah, who've uh yeah they always say well but when i've done that then it, then everything will be perfect and, and often it isn't um i'm wondering how how perfect life is is for you at the moment though you've done so many performances i've always loved your tv shows i came to a live performance and you you had me up on stage and you know read my mind i know you don't <laughs> read minds you're an illusionist but it was very impressive and everyone in there after the show was coming up to me saying did he really do that did he really get that right were you a stooge were you were you genuinely in the audience and I really was but um how much has this all affected uh, what's been happening this year your life in terms of live shows and indeed uh, any new tv shows as well have we got anything coming up well I had a uh, a tour showman which was about to start the very week that lockdown <laughs> hit so that's got uh sort of held so I'm in a bit of a hiatus at the moment but that should start in February uh so February next year showman should uh uh, start on the road. Other than that, I've been painting. I, I paint um, portraits, like big portraits. So I'm selling those now on my website for the first time. So I'm being, I'm being an artist. Across the UK, online, on DAB, and on your smart speaker, Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.